0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to a News & Focus Commentary. It is Saturday, April the 6th, 2019. It is currently 12.21 p.m. Central Time. Well, just a few minutes ago, I had my headphones on, and I was listening to some music. And all of a sudden, the music was interrupted because I had received a notification on my iPad. Now, I know many of you... Ignore your notifications, but I pay attention to mine because I have my notifications set up to notify me for with all kinds of news alerts. I want to know what's happening in my world. Now, I don't want this podcast or this commentary necessarily to turn into a discussion about this, but I have to say something about this subject. I am constantly shocked by how people in 2019 can be so uninformed about what is happening in the world around them when literally they carry devices in their hands and their pockets that will notify them about what is happening in their world. I think technology is awesome when we use it for meaningful things. People wanna be notified that their friend on Facebook just took a picture of what they're having for lunch. People want to be notified that their friend on Facebook took a picture of their baby, which is, I don't know, picture 347. People want to know that kind of stuff, but they don't really want to know when important events are happening in the world around them. And then when you talk about, hey, did you guys hear about this? And then everyone looks at you like, uh, what? There was a shooting? Uh, what? There was a bombing? What? There's a war going on, and you're kind of looking at them like, how do you not know these things? They can't use, I mean, they don't have an excuse other than they're not interested, and I don't know why people are not interested in what's happening in the world around them. You should be interested. You should be informed. You should be. Now, what's interesting is some of these people who have no clue what's going on, if you start talking about what's going on, they, they're never hesitant to jump in and offer their supposed opinion that obviously is ill-informed and based off ignorance, but yet they'll be right there telling you, no, 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 this is the way you should think about it. And like you didn't know about it five, five minutes ago. But that's, yes, that's one of the frustrations I have in 2019 because I really believe that we should be able to walk up to any individual in 2019 and go, hey, what do you think about this? And they should be just in, as informed on the subject As you are, because they have access to the exact same information. So, I pay attention to my notifications. I I, I said all of that to say I pay attention to, to my notifications. So, yes, I was listening to the music. Yes, I was enjoying it, but I tapped on the notification. And it opened up this. A mysterious infection spanning the globe in a climate of secrecy. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. A mysterious infection spreading, spanning the globe in a climate of secrecy. Okay, that got my attention. Now, at first, to be honest with you, I thought, okay, maybe... Maybe this is some conspiracy site, because I keep up with, you know, I try to keep up with information from everywhere, conspiracy sites, non-conspiracy sites. I, I just like to know what people are thinking and what people are talking about. So I thought, okay, this is probably some crazy website giving me some crazy theory. But you know what? Sometimes a theory that's viewed to be crazy you know, at one, at one point in history, four years later, it's not considered to be a crazy theory. It turns out to be true. Not in all cases, but sometimes. So I thought, what, what is going on? Well, so I let me go back to the article. I opened the article because the headline got my attention, but I opened the article and I was like, wait, this is from the New York Times. It was posted April 6th, 2019. That's today. Okay, wait, this is breaking news. It's from the New York Times. And they're going to tell me about a mysterious infection that is spanning the globe, but it's in a climate of secrecy. Okay, I'm like, let's let's tear down the secrecy. Let's find out about this mysterious infection. I read this. Last May, an elderly man was admitted to the Brooklyn branch of Mount Sinai Hospital for abdominal surgery. A blood test revealed that he was infected with a newly discovered germ as deadly as it was mysterious. Doctors swiftly isolated him in the intensive care unit. The germ is a fungus called Canada oris. Canada oris. Now let me spell it Canada, C A N D I D A. Canada. Oris. Auris is spelled A-U-R-I-S. Canada Oris. Now, please note, this is a germ that is deadly as it is mysterious, okay? So they swiftly isolated this man in the intensive care unit. The germ is a fungus called Canada Oris. All right, now, here's the question I have for you. Are you familiar with this fungus? Are you familiar with this? Most likely, you're not. I know I'm not. I'm not aware of this in any way shape or form but if it's mysterious the only way to deal with that is to expose it and explain it to anyone who will listen to this podcast and then you share it with everyone you know and uh, so we want to we want to be informed and if there's some kind of secrecy about it well we then we want to destroy the secrecy by again talking about it now let me make this very clear before i go back to the article this is very important Whenever the news breaks um, a story about some kind of mysterious infection, some kind of spread of a disease, um, it, it, there's always a tendency, on one hand, to, you know, over-exaggerate the severity of the problem, and so it almost becomes sensationalized, and it becomes, you know overhyped. And then when nothing, when it doesn't turn into the massive global plague that they thought it could, everyone then goes, well, see, every time they talk about one of these things, it's not important, just disregard it and move on. So you don't want there here's this idea of balance. You don't want to over you know sensationalize it and overhype it, but you don't want to completely ignore it. It's a balanced approach. You want to be informed about all the diseases and possible infections and things that are impacting the globe. You want to keep up with that information. World Health Organization and other organizations keeping track of these types of things. We don't want to be a part of some pandemic, epidemic. We don't want to be a part of any horrible situation like that. And we want to at least Know what is happening. So here's some mysterious thing that very few people know about. It's deadly as it is mysterious, and we have and we have now some reports coming out about it. So we're going to do our best to in, inform ourselves about this so that we can be level-headed. We we cannot be misled by uh, hype but yet we don't want to disregard it. We want to be we want to that's why being informed is so important. In be and when you are informed, you're protected uh from being manipulated. You're protected from propaganda. Information and knowledge is the key to being able to speak intelligently about an issue and and offer people an informed um information about a subject. I think that I think that's just very important. It goes back to my how I started this, about being informed. So let's inform ourselves, all right? Again, this comes from the New York Times. This is posted today. So we have this gentleman and last May, so last May, a little more than a year ago, he was admitted to the Brooklyn branch of Mount Sinai Hospital. He had abdominal surgery. A blood test revealed that he was infected with a newly discovered germ as deadly as it was mysterious Dr Swiftly isolated him in the intensive care unit The germ a fungus called Canada auris preys on people with weakened immune systems and it is quietly spreading across the globe please note quietly spreading across the globe Over the last 5 years it has hit um it has hit a neonatal unit in Venezuela swept through a hospital in Spain, forced a prestigious British medical center to shut down its intensive care unit, and taken roots in India, Pakistan, and South Africa. Recently, Cioris, that's the, the, I guess, the shortened name for it, it, uh, it reached New York, New Jersey, and Illinois, leading the federal Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to add it to a list of germs deemed... Urgent threats. Let me stop right there. Now, this is where I have to take a deep breath and not go on a full-fledged rant. We have news organizations in the United States of America. Let's just name three of them. MSNBC, a cable news network that is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We have CNN which is a 24-hour a day, 7 days a week news organization. We have Fox News, which is 24 hours a day, 7 days a week news organization. Let's just go with those 3. Those 3 news organizations, in my opinion, have stopped being news. They're political propaganda. They're ideological They're they're, they're so ideological focused, that they want to, they want, they're there to promote an ideology, to defend an ideology, to attack any opposing ideology. They want to promote ideas. That's what they want to do. They're not there to inform you about what's happening in the world. They're there to promote politics and ideology. And that, everyone listening to me, and I say, and I wish this would, I is. I wish I had the ability to go viral Everyone listening to, uh, not, not too many people are going to hear me, but I wish everyone in the United States of America would just straight up say, we are no longer going to watch MSNBC, CNN, or Fox. We are going to completely boycott them until they either go out of business or change. Become news organizations and not propaganda machines for political parties and political ideologies. You got 24 hours a day, seven days a week, millions of dollars at your disposal and teams of reporters report on things that are, in, that are happening in the world, around the world, report on what's going on in different countries and give us not arguments about it. I don't want you to bring in, here's so-called expert one, here's so-called expert two. They disagree, so here's the topic, and now yell at one another. I don't want talking points. I don't want debate. I don't want little five-minute sound bites. I want in-depth reporting. Now, this mysterious infection has been spreading. Let, Let me go back through that information again. All right, now, this is very important. So, this... This, ter- this germ, a fungus called Canada auris, preys on people with a weakened immune system and is quietly spreading across the globe. Over the last five years, it hit a neonatal unit in Venezuela, swept through a hospital in Spain, forced a prestigious British me- medical center to shut down its intensive care unit and taken root in India, Pakistan, and South Africa. Recently, the C. auris reached New York, New Jersey, and Illinois, leading the-, the Federal Center for Disease Control and Prevention to add it to a list of germs deemed urgent threats. Now, news stations could have been covering this and following this and updating this and, and informing people about it. They could have experts saying, this is, look, here's a map of the world. This is, where the, this, this is where the infection currently is. This is where this virus is or this fungus, right? This is where it is, this germ. This is where it is. These are the effects it's having. Here are the symptoms. Here are the possible, you know, uh, how fatal is it? They could be giving you all this information. They could do graphics. They could give you statistics. They could give on-the-ground reporting. But no, 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 it turns into the never-ending debate over the same subjects. Russian collusion, Russian collusion, Russian collusion, the border, Russian collusion. And it's not even, and it's about, if you are anti-Trump, then you're going to go with Russian collusion. If you're pro-Trump, then there was no collusion. If you're anti-Trump, then the border, this is a horrible humanitarian crisis because we're treating these illegal aliens in a horrible way. And if you are pro-Trump, then, hey, we need to shut the border down and who cares about the people. And it just turns into a never ending argument about these things, not even to inform you. Here's a mysterious thing spreading and impacting people. And it's now been labeled an urgent threat. And most Americans have no idea about it because their news agencies that they somehow rely on don't talk about important things. It shouldn't be some person standing in their study, holding an iPad, recording a podcast, informing you about this. Now, yes, the New York Times is reporting on it. Great. Hopefully because the New York Times is now reporting on it some other news organizations will pick it up and hopefully they will give some information but it, why did why did the new york times report on it on you know april the 6th when it's been going on let me go back to that article how long Um, Over the last five years, so it's, uh, now let's just know, it hit a neonatal unit in Venezuela, swept through a hospital in Spain, forced a prestigious British medical center to shut down its intensive care unit, and it took root in India, Pakistan, South Africa. Now, it's reached New York, New Jersey, and Illinois, leading the federal centers for disease control and prevention to add it to a list of germs deemed urgent threats. Five years later, now we get a report. Now, there probably was uh, some other reports here or there. I'm not saying there wasn't now listen to what I'm saying. What I'm saying is CNN may, I don't know if CNN ever did a report on it. Maybe they did. Maybe it was on their online reporting. Maybe Fox did, but here's the issue. Considering how much they talk about the same thing over and 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 over, an opinion program, an opinion program, and arguing and debating, they could spend a lot more time talking about all kinds of issues that don't get reported on. That is the problem, and that's the issue. If, if they reported on it twice, and they reported on it once at six in the morning and once at midnight, that's not very helpful when the rest of the day is filled with talking about one or two or three topics. I think you get what I'm trying to say. Now, the man at Mount Sinai, he died after 90 days in the hospital. But Sioris, Canada, okay, they call it Sioris, did not. Test showed it was, it was everywhere in his room. So invasive that the hospital needed special cleaning equipment and had to rip out some of the ceiling and floor t- uh, tiles to eradicate it. Now that's crazy. That this, that means this is very dangerous from that perspective. Even though the person died, it was, it, the whole room was infected. I mean, that's that's crazy. Everything was positive: the walls, the bed, the doors, the curtains, the phones, the sink, the whiteboard, the poles, the pump, and and, and uh, said Dr. Scott Lauren, the horse, uh, hospital's president. The mattress, the bed rails, the canister holes, the window shades, the ceiling. Everything in the room was positive. See. Oris is so tenacious in part because it is impervious to major antifungal medications, making it a new example of one of the world's most intractable health threats, the rise of drug-resistant infections. Now, we've been talking about this over and over. I mean, I I know about this, I worked in the medical world. This was a never-ending topic of discussion. Uh, This is a constant discussion Uh, all over the world today and sometimes people outside of the medical world for some reason they still don't get it They still don't understand and that probably because there's not a lot of information And this is not being talked about on a regular and consistent basis But let me read here a little bit more so that you'll get an idea for decades Please note decades public health experts have warned that the overuse of antibiotics was reducing the effectiveness of drugs that have lengthened lifespans by curing bacterial infections once commonly fatal. Now listen, the overuse of antibiotic antibiotics has been a major problem, so, especially at walk-in clinics. It doesn't matter what you have. Oh, here, take a round of antibiotics. Uh, I got a cough. <laughs> I I got some congestion. That's it. Take a round of antibiotics. Hey, uh, I was just walking by the walk-in clinic and I was trying to find the direction. Hey, you need to take a round of antibiotics, but I'm not sick. I was just trying to get directions to, no, take a round of antibiotics. If you walk by us, you need to take a round of antibiotics. Doctors were handing those things out like they were candy. And part of the reason, part of the reason, and I am completely convinced of this after working in the medical world and talking to doctors, is that what some patients want want, more than anything is they don't want medical advice. They want a pill. If they come to an appointment and they are not prescribed medication of some sort, they will walk away complaining that they did not receive adequate care. They want a pill. They want a shot. They want something because they want whatever they have to go away Immediately, they want any discomfort, any suffering to be eradicated on the spot. Now, I can understand that, but if the eradication of your symptoms or of your problems creates a bigger problem, not only for yourself, but for society at large, then maybe enduring a little bit of discomfort so to, to help you long, long term and to help the culture long term is that beneficial. Now, this becomes into medical ethical issues. This becomes about people's selfishness. This is about seeing the greater good versus your own comfort. This, these, these raises all kinds of complicated issues, but most doctors don't want to deal with it. Like, okay, what do you, are you, you show up? Here's a pill. Just, let's just, let get you the pill because we know that's what you want and just go on about your business. And, and I hate that that's the mentality of some doctors. Now, I can't speak for all doctors because obviously not all doctors think that way, but I heard enough tell me their frustration with what they would call American, Americans in medicine. They walk through, they walk into a doctor's office and they want a magic pill to make them better tomorrow. All right, no, no matter the issue. So for decades, let me go back to this. I got a video pulled up. I'm gonna, um, I'll, I'll tell you where I'm gonna post a lot of, of this information in a few minutes. So for decades, public health experts have warned the overuse of antibiotics was reducing the effectiveness of drugs that have lengthened lifespans by curing bacterial infections once commonly fatal. But lately, there have been an explosion of resistant fungi, as well as adding new and frightening dimension to a phenomenon that is undermining a pillar of modern science. It's an enormous problem. Yes, yes. And this talks, uh, speaking to an expert, um, uh, and they, they uh, co-authored a recent scientific review on the rise of resistant fungi. We depend on being able to treat those patients with antifungals. Well, you can't treat them if they're resistant. Simply put, fungi, just like bacteria, are evolving defenses to survive modern medicines. Yet, even as the world health leaders have pleaded for more restraint in prescribing antimicrobial drugs to combat bacteria and fungi. Um, Convening the United Nations General Assembly in 2016 to manage an emerging crisis, gluttonous overuse of them in hospitals, clinics, and farming has continued. Now, we can get into the farming situation. Uh, There's some issues going on there that needs to be talked about as well, but uh, this could lead to a lengthy discussion. And a lot of people don't even have a clue what's going on. Resistant germs are often called superbugs, but this is simplistic because they don't typically kill everyone. Instead, they are most lethal to people with immature or compromised immune systems, including newborns and the elderly, smokers, diabetics, and people with autoimmune disorders who take steroids that suppress the body's defenses. Scientists say that the more uh, that, unless more effective new medicines are developed, an unnecessary use of antimicrobial drugs is sharply curbed, risks will spread to healthier populations. Please note that will spread to healthier populations. A study, the British government funded projects that if uh, policies are not put in place to slow the rise of drug resistance, 10 million people could die worldwide of all such infections, eclipsing the 8 million expected to die that year from cancer. All right, now there's a lot more information here. Bottom line is we got a problem. We have this mysterious thing spreading. It's doing so in secrecy because no one is talking about it. It raises the, de- the, the other concern of the overuse of antibiotics. And, uh, and at first, it doesn't seem like a bigger problem because it only impacts people with a compromised immune system or a weak immune system, but ultimately it will spread to a healthier population. This is what so many times people don't understand when it comes to medicine. Sometimes the vaccine argument. I get so tired of hearing uh, all the nonsense about uh, people, people arguing about vaccines. It drives me crazy because uh, so many people all of a sudden act like they're medical experts. And, and in many cases, they rely on studies that have been disproven or proven to be fraudulent. But one of the things they just don't understand is, well, if I don't, who cares, uh, it, how does that impact anyone else and they don't understand the whole idea of, uh, there's a lot of medical concepts here that they don't understand and how, um, that if you have a rise of the number of people who are not, uh, immune, immunized against certain things, that that therefore can have a, a, an impact over those who are. And the, the and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into a lengthy discussion about this, but there's plenty of research, plenty of study that shows these con- kinds of concepts. Same thing with uh, antibiotics. A lot of people are like I don't care if it creates a superbug per se. I don't care if it creates, you know, uh these vi- these viruses to become drug resistant. All I care about is i it's Monday and I don't feel good. So fix me on Monday so that Tuesday I'll be better. Um I said, oh, "Wait a minute. Well, maybe just let this run its course." Maybe it make you discom- uh, have a discomfort for five or six days, but ultimately it will be better for you um, and it'll be better uh, for everyone else because we have to find a way to cut down on the use of an- antibiotics so we can stop the rise of, anti- of, of these viruses and these germs that are resistant. We have to find a way to do so. But sometimes that requires people to think of something other than just themselves, to think of the greater good. And to get people to consider other people and not just themselves when it comes to a lot of medical issues, that becomes a problem. It's like with smoking. Smokers didn't care about how it impacted other people. Who cares if people uh, obtain cancer through secondhand smoke? Not my problem. Well, okay, so finally we had to pass laws to say, hey, smoker, take your cancer-causing material and go outside. You can't smoke here at work. You can't smoke in public places. And people were like, that's horrible. That's horrible. I don't like government to step in. But sometimes government has to step in because individuals will not take personal responsibility and consider how their action or lack of action could impact the majority. Well, people in many cases want an antibiotic because that's what they think they need. And doctors cave into the pressure and then you create ultimately a major health crisis. And we've been talking about this for decades. I'm not saying anything new. I'm not saying anything revolutionary here. This has been talked about over and over and over. However, this Spread of this new thing is new or not new. It's been going on for five years, but we need to continue to understand it. So let me give you the basic information again. A mysterious infection is spanning the globe in a climate of secrecy. This is called the Canada oris, and um, this this the rise of this Canada oris embodies a serious and growing public health threat: drug-resistant germs. They're drug-resistant germs because of the overuse of antibiotics in the medical world and even in farming. And that, that raises some other issues as well. I wanted to just brief, I mean, this was supposed to be quick. I just wanted to bring this to your attention because, like I said, I was sitting here listening to music. I got this notification. So this is what I'm going to do, all right? And now, for those who are listening to this, this will be posted in a lot of other places. Um, all this information will be going on the VBC 66 app. The VBC 66 app, you can go to the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store, do a search for VBC 66. VBC 66. I'll be posting, um, the entire news article that I'm referencing from the New York Times that will be posted. Um, I will be posting a video in regards to this infection. I'll be posting that. And if I find any other audio reports in regards to this subject, I'll be posting them as well. When you download the BBC 66 app and open it, the sections you'll want to check is the Your World section and the News and Focus section. That's where I'll I'll follow this story and post uh, more information. Again, we don't want to overhype it. We don't want to downplay it. We want to be somewhere in the middle. But the ongoing problem about these uh, things that are becoming resistant to the drugs that we have, that is a public health concern. That is a public health crisis. Because uh, if, if all you have to do is get something that continues to spread that can kill people and you don't have the drugs to stop it, well then you have a major problem on your hands. And history has proven that over and over again. All right. A very quick Okay, a longer than planned news and focus commentary, but I appreciate you listening. Um, if you would like to contact me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. But the best thing to do is get the app and then you can keep up with everything that we are posting because we're always posting a lot of information about a lot of subjects. But I think you'll find the app to be beneficial and we'll bring all the information to you in one simple app. All right, have a great day. And, uh, well, pay attention to what is happening in your world because being informed, that's not a negative thing. That's a good thing. God bless.